Welcome to The Fear Alchemist. My name is Ben Harris, your host and fellow explorer. I believe the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Together, we'll explore the unknown and learn the lessons that fear has to offer. I'm glad you're here. Now let us begin. Before we get into the conversation, I want to let you know about what's going on at the Heart Collective. We are building a community of like-hearted people that are on a mission to create a more beautiful world. Not only do we have the Fear Alchemy course that is a transformational experience, we are also offering and announcing a river rafting retreat that's happening in September. It's called Stillness and Surrender. This is our second annual river rafting retreat, and there's nothing like fully immersing yourself into the beauty of nature. There are so many parallels and lessons that the river has to offer about how to surrender to the flow of life. So if you're looking for a felt experience of community, nature, and learning how to let go and trust the universe, then this retreat is just for you. Find out more about it and all of our offerings at heartcollective.org. That's H-A-R-T collective.org. The link is also in the show notes. Thanks, everybody. Now let's get back to the program. Welcome back to another episode of The Fear Alchemist. I'm excited <laughs> for Lior. If, if you can't see, if you're not watching the, the video, she's throwing her hands in the air. Lior, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How would you... In a brief... <laughs> this is going to be fun. The spirit of fun is here with us today, which I'm really excited about. In in one sentence, how would you describe who you are, who you be, what you do? Oh, that's you, so hard. It can be more than one sentence, but do you, briefly. <laughs> my, uh, my Instagram bio has said since I opened an Instagram Um. I don't even remember whose quote is anymore, but it's basically is, what are you? And the answer is to define is to limit, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has kind of molded me over the last 10, almost 15 years because I literally don't have a definition that I could put on myself. But I do YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guide the ascension of mankind, humankind. Casual things, you know. Um, I'm a writer and I'm a healer. Uh, I create intentional jewelry for healing and for manifestation. And I'm a community leader, I guess. Mm. Would be the best way to put it. Put that. So I hope that was good. Oh, I'm also a multidimensional channel of other realms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is great. So... Leora, last time we chatted, it was in May, I believe. And I was on my baby moon. I was going to ask you when it was. I think it was May. Because it was when we went on, Belle and I went on our baby moon. And then we chatted. And of course, so many things have happened. Have We've had a child <laughs> and like so many other big things. But you were on the precipice, like you were on a cliff about to make, make a jump. So I'm curious to see all the things that have transpired. Oh yeah. I was wondering when it was that we uh, talked last because 
it's so crazy. It's almost like our conversation was a trigger point of like almost push, pushing me off that precipice, right? And just seeing that a lot of the choices I was making at the time were really due to fear and that I have to stand by what I believe in, which is to do it anyways and to do it in spite of and because of the fear, mm -hmm. right? Um, I don't think that anything that I've done is as big. I mean, it's we all have our own paths, but it's not as big as you and Bell and Kingston, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, yeah, so I was afraid back then. I was afraid of commitment. We were talking about that. Mm -hmm. Really afraid of commitment. I was afraid. I was just, this was all coming back to me today when I was preparing to talk to you. And I was like, oh my God, we talked about all these things. I was afraid of leaving Los Angeles. I was afraid of being alone, mm. of moving to Sedona and not finding my partner. I think that that's the majority of what we talked about. We may have talked about my book a little bit. I'm not sure what I was what I was going through with it. But that's been something that I've really been working on alchemizing. And I can see now how much of a journey that is, how much fear creates resistance and blocks you from your joy. Mm -hmm. And so that's been the, the book is like this whole thing that I'm going through right now. That's like blowing my mind how really through perseverance and doing something because it scares you, like it's going to be beautiful and mm -hmm. you're probably supposed to do those things that scare you the most. Right. Cause now I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed. All I want to do is right. And I was so scared for so long. Um, so yeah, so that's where I was back then. <laughs> Should I keep talking? I can't keep talking. You know, talking is today. <laughs> I, I, well, I love it. It's like, so like the fear of like, yeah, like fear of commitment, being alone and like making that leap. Like, yeah. and it's not that long, but that's three, three months ago. Yeah. And so like, just did you like talk yourself up or what was the thing that was just like okay I'm just gonna do it like because I'm yeah. sure like like what did you actually and you can be specific I, for each thing or general okay yeah so I honestly do think that our conversation really was the catalyst for that not looking mm. back honestly because I was in this point of just limbo and it was May it was early May it was before I had left I'd gone on a bachelorette party that kind of shifted my perspective about where I was in my life in comparison to a lot of the people that I'd grown up with and seeing that I was ready and that I don't need to live my life in accordance with what people think I should be doing. And, you know, I have this community, this Israeli-American community that I grew up with since I moved to Los Angeles to America from Israel. And there's there was such a structure there. Like at some point you settle down, you get married and you have a family. And I had never been a part of that mold. And that was something that I was insecure about. And then I went on this bachelorette and I love these girls. And they're my friends from high school and middle school. And I love them. But the dissonance and the distance in awareness and consciousness was so palpable at the time that it just made me realize like, okay, I could do all the things that everybody else is doing, but I've always lived my life differently. And I'm in a better place because of it. So I can trust myself. 
So I think that the journey was really more in, in the beginning, when we were talking in the beginning of May, I still didn't fully trust myself and my intuition and that, that guidance that was mm. deep inside of me, telling me, nudging me for towards doing these specific things. And then I, I kind of was able to see, well, I've gotten this far. Look at where I am. I think I can trust myself. I think I, I can, uh, can feed myself. I can clothe myself. I can provide for myself. I think I got this. I think I trust myself. And it was this, there was a nudge there. So I guess I'll go over all three of those things, the commitments, the being alone, the the commitment and being alone, the moving and the book. So there was this nudge there that was telling me move to Sedona, LA, you've outgrown LA, you've outgrown this. You can meet somebody, there are infinite amount of ways that you can meet your soulmate and your partner. Not moving to a specific place that feels right, that feels like home for you because you're afraid of being alone is putting limitations on yourself, right? Putting limitations on God. God mm-hmm. doesn't need you to be in a, like God will open doors where there were walls before, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm being guided and there's this deep nudging inside of me and that deep nudge, it's not ego because it's not coming out of fear. The fear is a fear of being alone, but the the nudge is coming from this quiet place, right? Mm. That intuition that's directly connected to the divine. It has to be. Um, That's where we get all our best ideas. Um, That's where we channel messages. That's, that's that intuition. And so I was getting intuitive hits to, I'd been getting them for a couple of months to reach out to somebody that I knew and somebody that I dated briefly in the start of 2019 and then the start of 2020, but I had ended it both times because of a deep fear of commitment. Mm-hmm. Both times I told him, I just don't want to commit. I'm not ready. I, I, that's not what I want to do. And my fear of commitment goes back to my parents um, who separated, divorced. My dad was he's an amazing father, but not a good husband. So he, you know, there's a lot of deep fears that come from that. And and uh, I kept getting these nudges to reach out to him. Mm. And I finally did. And this person ended up being my absolute soulmate. I'm just head over heels. <laughs> like I've never, I've dated, I've had boyfriends, and I've never felt anything close to this. And it was scary because he had been in a long relationship. He had gotten out of it only a few months before. And I've never reached out myself to anybody. I've always been the one to be pursued rather than mm-hmm. the pursuer. But I put myself in that situation because it felt like I, it felt right. And I did. And I, I'm just grateful that I did that despite, you know, the anxiety around it because this was my person. At the same time as starting that relationship, I decided to move to Sedona. If it works out with him, it'll work out with him wherever I am in the world. And at that same time, I started to grapple with my fears around the writer and around the imposter syndrome, feeling like I'm not good enough to put something out into the world that people will read. And my process was basically just seeing where fear existed in my life and realizing that whatever I'm resisting is just going to keep showing up in different cycles, right? Mm-hmm. In different ways. I, you can't just run from something and expect it to not keep showing. You, you run from something and then suddenly it's in front of you again. <laughs> so you run from it again and it chases you or 
sitting in cowers away, right? So that was my process. And it's just this constant awareness and, and seeing myself as somebody who's being formed by the divine, by everything that's being presented to me. So everything's happening for me, right? So whatever challenge that comes up to me, whatever fear I have, it's just another, it's almost like I'm clay and I'm being molded into a vessel, right? So that's my process. Is that mm-hmm. like, is that physical enough to replicate? Is that something that, <laughs> that people can get something out of? This is so cool. Like, so this is, I want to cover each of these things because mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much juiciness in each of them. So first off, Congrats on this. What you said, soul soulmate. So I'll say soul love. And <laughs> what's cool is like that. But that was. It sounds like so you had because you had two experiences together where you both you said that you weren't ready. And so for you, what do you yeah. feel like changed with in that from from those two mm-hmm. times until now? Yeah. So what changed was trusting myself. So in the past, I didn't trust myself to make the right decision for a partner. I didn't trust myself to be committed in a relationship even, which is a a very vulnerable thing to admit, but that's Mm. the truth. Um, Not that I was ever like somebody who wanders out of a relationship, but I definitely was a grass is greener kind of person for a Mm. while. You know, I would get into a relationship and then I'd be like, but... There's all these other things I could be doing and experiencing. So beginning to trust myself that, no, I'm in control of how my life is going to play out. So I choose to commit now. It's my, it's coming from me. It's my desire too. It's not somebody else wanting me to settle down and commit to them, which has been so many times in my life, which made me not trust myself because I would just slip into relationships rather than choosing them myself. Mm. So me being the pursuer made me trust myself more. Well, this is so cool. Well, what's interesting is like, it's not even just you being the pursuer because I feel like some people could misconstrue that as like chasing. Right. And it wasn't that way at all. Yeah. It it wasn't chasing. It was like, because even sometimes that could be a reaction because it's like, I'm afraid of being alone. So I'm going to reach out to someone. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It sounds like, yeah, like what you felt, like what you said, it came through like this how did you describe it? Like this clear. This nudge, this deep feeling of guidance. It's almost like you feel like this huge, this big ethereal hand subtly (laughs) moving you towards, you know, like pushing you forward a little bit. That's what it felt like. So it didn't come from a place of I'm going to be alone. It came from a place of I'm okay with whatever happens, Mm. but I've been thinking about this person nonstop. I'm going to reach out to them. I love this. Like props on reaching out. Like, are you guys in physical proximity that much? So yeah, he comes every other weekend and then I'm, I've been visiting over there. Cool. I love it. And, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and, I, and I totally relate to this. Like for me, what my fear disguised myself as was like freedom. So mm-hmm. like with Belle, I was like, I was telling myself, my fear of commitment was really masked as like a fear of abandonment. 
right? Because it was like, um, and I, and how it disguised itself was like, I don't want to commit because I don't want to get hurt. But it said like, if you get into this, you'll lose your freedom, right? Like I won't be able to do what I want, essentially. That's what I had, exactly. And yeah. it's like, and I love how you bring it up to like, it really does come down to like a you thing. And it's, because that's what I felt too, is like, there's been so many different initiations, like in our partnership, it's been crazy of like, where I have felt unsafe or like truly like, there's been moments where I've been like laying in bed, like shivering and shaking. <laughs> it's, it's profound. It's because yeah. the body is the subconscious mind, right? Yeah. And like, so I was literally. Is, is, is showing you what's happening. Yeah. Like I was terrified. Like I was literally like, my body was reacting seriously, like, like I'm going to get left and hurt, you know? And like, so of course the natural response, right, is to defend and to protect itself in whatever way. And it's like, but for this time that felt different where I was like, I committed to the process. Like it just felt different. And I love how you said that, like this ethereal divine hand yeah. where for me, it was just like something was telling me and Bell said this really well, like it was, it wasn't even our human selves so much, but more of like we were divinely guided. Of because exactly. like our egos probably wouldn't and like human like wouldn't have done it in the exact way, right? But like it was really like, no, like you're meant for this. Yes. But my human self obviously had to choose and like to be to seriously just like sit through those moments instead of running was the biggest thing, right? Instead of, and for me, it was before, I'm the type of person where I'm um, more anxious attachment, right? So it's like, but I try and like figure out the answer. Like, I'd rather be like, hey, me and you, let's sit down and figure this out right now. So I know what it is because that's my sense of control, right? I want to feel like I can know, know it and control it so I can move on or not. But this is the time um, where I was just like, I am going to just completely sit in the nothingness, and and it and it, like it it broke that like pattern of needing to force or to run. It was just like I'm just going to sit in it. Yes, that's be- so. I'm the opposite. I'm I tend to be avoidant, <laughs> yeah. and so of course with partnership, especially with, I feel like when you're supposed to be with somebody, when it's a soulmate, right? You're mm-hmm. going to be triggered and that trauma gets triggered and those fears come up to the surface. They're supposed to. I think that a lot of people think that um, the right relationship is going to be just rainbows and butterflies. But especially in the beginning, I think you're supposed to trigger each other because you're emptying. <laughs> you're, that's the yeah. person you guys took on a contract before you came into body to work through certain things together. And so for me also being avoidant, I run when things get too real or mm. um scary or when my freedom is is at risk mm. um and then deciding that I could find my freedom within a container of a relationship and that I have what it takes to get through anything that comes up inside of a relationship I have all the resources necessary that made me less afraid I was able to see that as more of something. It's more, I like how I said, committed to the process because it is a process. The relationship is a journey. That's another thing that's forms, right? And so if we can 
commit to to the work together rather than like, oh, I'm committing to this person. Like, this is how things are going to be for the rest of our lives. But rather, I'm committing to seeing the mystery unfold alongside this person, hand in Mm. hand. And let's see what comes up and let's tackle it together. There's a, my favorite song right now, it's in Hebrew and it's by my favorite artist. Um, And he sings in it that he sings a lot of songs as if he's an old man singing about his past. And it's really beautiful. And he sings about how he and his wife got through everything hand in hand together. And that's just so, it was so beautifully put to me because it's like, that's, I feel like what partnership is supposed to be about. It's like you have somebody with you to go through the, and I never looked at it like that. I always looked at it as I have to be perfectly healed. I can't bring my stuff into a relationship. (laughs) And that's not it, right? We can bring ourselves, our full selves into something. And if it's the right partner, you can tackle those things together. And then it's less scary too. Man, I love this. First off, what's that song? Song is my favorite song. I'll send it to you. Yes, please do. (laughs) He's my favorite artist. And we're going to see him in September for the first time ever. I'm very excited about it. That's gonna be a magical moment listening to that song. Yes. I'm looking for I'm looking to hire him for my wedding. Oh, I love (laughs) that. Mikol Mikol Hakohavim Balaila. Mikol Hakohavim Balaila. It says from all the stars in the night sky. So Mm. he's saying, like, this person he's chosen, this star from all the stars in the night sky. Just kind of fitting. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. And it's, yeah, I mean, there's so much like resonance between like these paths. And it's, and so many things what you said is so powerful. It's like, yeah, being committed. Oh, wh- one thing I wanted to echo what you were saying, like this freedom thing, is one thing that really helped me. It's just like, one thing like so my need for control at the time was like i have to know that this is going to last forever because i was afraid right i was like Uh like i really wanted her like you committed to this forever (laughs) you know i was like (laughs) even though like i i wasn't either right but it was like it's just of course it's the reflection Mm -hmm. right so um what happened through that is i was able to finally release that And it's funny because then that gave me more freedom. Once I realized that this isn't forever in this form, no matter what, right? It's like eventually we will grow old and die. And so I was like, oh, like I've been tricking myself to think like it is like forever, whatever that means. Like I I believe that, you know, we are eternal souls and like our love is eternal and we've had past future experiences together. But it's like in this life and iteration of it is like it isn't going to last forever and it's like we're going to evolve and adapt and grow together anyway so it's like it's not going to be the same and so yeah just to echo like of like doing it together honestly is like when i look at different friends or acquaintances or strangers like i am so so grateful for bell because we do it like together. And it's it's interesting because it's like that could be codependence, but it's not. It's like no. 
And I used to think that like you it needed, could be it has the potential of yeah. being that way if there's not awareness and consciousness, right? Yeah, and it's like it's just like it's so different. Like that's the only way I can explain it is like yeah. it's yeah. It's so that's, I can that I completely I completely agree. That's it's hard to explain. It's almost like you want to go back and pick up all the nuances and how this feeling with this person and this specific soul alignment just feels different from others. You can't really put it into words. It's just, it's just different, right? Yeah. Well, and it's it's not like I misconstrued that in the past as trauma bonding. Like I thought Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, when you know that person, it's different. And it's like a fantasy and you just, you know, and like, (laughs) and I thought I, in the past, a few years ago, I thought I found that person. Because I was like, oh, I've never felt this way before. But really, right, it was like that. It was just like chaos. And so one thing that feels different with me and Belle is like, there's little to no adrenaline. Of course, there's still like triggers and stuff like that. But it's like the amount of peace we have is even yesterday, like she was bringing up something of, what'd she say? Oh, something just like, hey, please just, like, hey, can you, we talked about like just discussing like more openly and transparently about something. So it didn't feel like I was trying to hide it. But the way we discussed it and how quickly we discussed it. Yeah. And now it's like applied and integrated. Fire. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Without like, you idiot. You know, I was like, what are you yeah. trying to, is oh, just God, like, yes. So it's so like, it, you it's, would never do that now. Right. Yeah. So it's totally different. Kind of, Exactly. And I've had that. I've had that too. And I think that I was really afraid of that. A lot of people who have been with their person that they're supposed to do this life with would tell me like, oh, it doesn't feel like crazy butterflies and like adrenaline all the time. And that scared me because I'm a person Mm. that likes, I like to feel just, you know, the full range of the human experience. But then once you actually get into it, I understand the, the, the value of peace. Of just safety. Of safety. Yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah. A lot of safety there. Um, and I was thinking, I wrote down some notes while you were talking. I love um, that you're taking notes. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I'm going to be very far away and you're going to have to bring me back. <laughs> um, you were saying, I think, about, you know, the freedom thing and and those doubts that come and that we work through them getting into a relationship, I do feel like people who are afraid of commitment, like I was, and perhaps like you were, um, it sounds like you, we went through similar things. Mm. I think that we create our own chains, our own shackles because we create all these rules for how things have to be. And so we imprison ourselves and it, that's all fear. And it's all like, Oh, you know, I'm free. I'm not in a relationship. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but really, we're imprisoned because we're not allowing ourselves to feel everything that's out there. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, the thing that proves to me again and again about fear, right, is that fear does the exact thing you don't want it to do. So meaning, right, is like, I have a fear of commitment. So I want to be free, but therefore, I am actually now limited. Right. Oh, wow. And I'm trapped now. That's exactly, that's the best way I've ever heard it put, actually. That's exactly it. Wow. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like, 
my fear of putting my soul out there through this book that I'm working on and all the resistance I I created around it where I couldn't even look at the document. I've been writing Ooh. it for a year now. Yeah, I, I couldn't it, even look at it. Okay, yeah. keep going. I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I started it. I, I've been writing since I was a kid. Okay. This is actually a, a really good thing to unpack for real because it goes <laughs> generations back. Do it. My grandfather was a writer. My grand, my mom was a writer. Neither of them ever published anything. Mm. And they had a lot of fear and a lot of insecurity about their writing. And they, I just saw an angel and they just couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't um, uh, get themselves to finish a book and ha- get it published or share it with anybody else. So I do feel like I inherited that. And I have this desire to write. I'm an mm. avid reader and, you know, books is how I created my entire perception of reality since I was a little girl. So to become a writer is like my ultimate goal in life. And I've been writing a book since 2017 and it kept shifting and changing. And then I got an editor and she's like, this is horrible. This Mm. isn't this. You're so much better than this. And so I scrapped that book and I started a new one that came to me in August, 2021. And at first I was writing and then suddenly it became scarier and scarier Mm. and scarier. And I would go months and months and months without writing anything. I just didn't write anything. And like I was saying, it became so scary that I couldn't open the document. I couldn't look at it. And I would go about my day and I'd have this looming fear in the back of my, like, you haven't written. You Uh haven't been writing. People are waiting for this book and you're not doing it. Mm. And I would get comments on my channel, like, I can't wait for your book. Or they'd be commenting on a specific video saying, wow, I can't wait until I read your book. And in my mind, I'm like, but the book has nothing to do with this video. You're not, you're going to hate it. (laughs) So just so much fear around it that I began to despise it. And I went through a period of time where I was like, you know what? I do all these other things. Why do I need to be an author? Why do I need to be a writer also? I'm going to not write. (laughs) Mm. I didn't feel good either, but that was like me giving into the fear, right? Wow. And then how did it shift for me? How did it start? And there's obviously still fear that I'm working through. I started to, okay, this is what happened. I started to see this as something that I'm giving birth to. Mm. And that this whole year has been labor, right? And that whether it's an ugly baby or not, (laughs) I'm going to love it. It's going to be mine, right? (laughs) Whatever comes out, it's mine. And, um, And that I just had to do it because I had to get through the labor. You have to eventually get through the labor, right? I can't be in labor for the rest of my life. And uh, when I started to look at it like that, that even if nobody likes it and it's just for me, at least I've done what I've set out to do. Um, and and I, I felt all this resistance towards it. And the, the, the longer you stay away from doing something, the more that resistance builds up, right? And so I started to see this as a self-development process. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to be on the other side of this book being finished? I took on a 30-day challenge to write every day for 30 days. No matter how many words I I wrote, as long as I wrote something, I'm on day 
13, I think. Yeah. And I'm nearly finished with the book. Wow. And I've fallen in love with the act of writing. And I've really become intimate with it. And the way that I became intimate with it is I created a ritual around it. And I started to talk about it a lot. Whereas before, I was afraid to talk about it. And I was afraid to put any of my workout. I started to just do that. Even if the feedback wasn't going to be what I needed it to be. I don't need to get... It, it was just more about putting my work out there, right? So I did start to put little segments out. And it was very encouraging. I got a bunch of books about writing. And then I just showed up to it. It's like showing up to battle every day kind of thing, you know? Even if it doesn't feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay, there's so many nuggets in there. It's like… But the one thing I just want to echo is like… Because this is so resonant to me of how you said you were viewing it like a birth. Just because it's like… So… When we had her son, Belle, like one of the first things she said is like, literally, I'm so happy that's over with. Mm. And it's like, we one, we did it with home, at home without, you know, any… How like, long was it? Medicine. It wasn't too long. Like, everyone was like, that happened perfectly. Like, it wasn't too fast. It was… So, like, active labor, like, where contractions are like three to five minutes apart. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. seven or eight hours. Okay. Not as bad as I've heard it could be. So that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Like some people go, you know. Seven or eight hours of labor. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's different than I thought. Like it's literally nonstop. Like when people say it's literally like, yeah, you're grimacing for a minute every three minutes. And it's just like nonstop. That, that was crazy to me. But anyway, Oof. it's like how you viewed it, right? Is like that is the process though. It's like, the most beautiful thing that you wouldn't trade is like, you know, you have to go through it. And I love, and I love how you viewed it of who am I going to be, you know, on the other side. I'm actually really, I like this a lot. I'm going to take that as like, yeah, because how I usually approach things, I'm like shifting things in my creation business world. And it's the thing I usually just ask myself is like, is this going to work? Instead of, I like how you were putting it of like, just the process of becoming through it and dedicating myself to the process that like the intimacy of it that feels really good i just have always i keep getting this view visual of everything that we're doing and everything that we take on for ourselves as like i was saying earlier as if we are clay and we're being formed and so whether it works or doesn't doesn't necessarily matter because it's forming you in some way right Mm -hmm. like i've had experiences in my life that of rejection and of failure. And I, I still wouldn't go back because those formed in me into who I am. Those, those moments of failure really formed me into who I am. And so, and they didn't work. They didn't work those things. So, <laughs> so this is like, on that same note, like, do you have, one thing I really admire about you is, and this is the answer to whether it's fear, faith, you know, is it is just what you're doing, right? It's like going through it. Like that really is the thing instead of like letting it stop you. And it is just like, no one can, like, I don't want to say no one because it's like, I've, 
you know, been able to support and guide people through it. But at the end of the day, it's like you obviously have to be the one who's like walking through it. Yes. It's like, through it. yeah, like mindset and like subconscious things, like those will help. But eventually you just have to take the leap of faith. Like you have to do the thing. Yeah. And do it. Do the thing. Exactly. I think that there are um, better ways of doing the thing, right? Which is yeah. like you are armed with your angels. You are armed. My book is about exactly this, about mm. doing life in a better way because you are connected to the divine at all times. It's activating that divine aspect of you. So you're not just a three-dimensional human sitting down to write a book and you're struggling through it. And I don't think any (laughs) good writing, I don't think any good writing comes solely from the human world. I think all good writing is a co-creation of the divine and the human. And so it's about activating that, that, the deep self, that's what the book is called. And acti- activating that depth, that, that, that depth inside of you that's connected to God. And everything that you do is a little lighter because you have this like team on your side. So you still have to go through it. I still have to write. But every day I set the intention to connect. Like we connected before we started talking, connect to this higher aspect of myself, let it speak through me. And then that it's that co-creation. So it's, mm-hmm. it's more fulfilling than it would be if it was just me against myself. Right. <laughs> I love this. Like, and you're confirming a lot of things. So like I had a session a couple, couple days ago and it was like in the prayer and like the um, intention setting that we set that we did before we hit record. One of the, one of the things I said is like, let God speak through us. And I've realized how much of just like in my head, I've still been in so many different things. And the things that like, one of the things that came through and that like, I've really solidified is like, God is my business partner. Yes, I love that. And like, God is like the best marketer. And like, and like, and at the same time is that's within me. Like that is the thing. Like I am. It is you. I am the source, right? I am the abundance I am whatever so like yeah I really appreciate that and like I'm excited to read that and if you need anyone to read a snippet let me know I definitely am going to start sending them over I'm not even seriously that that hits home that's that's really really cool because it's not like it's different because obviously it feels ceremonial instead of just like here's how to be productive it's like no like it's like how you're excited to connect to you and like open your channel essentially Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, Lior, I'm stoked for that. <laughs> me too. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It means a lot to me. I'm actually really inspired by this conversation. I'm going to have to find time to write after this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So do you have any like remaining fears like around, around the book or like maybe not the book in general mm-hmm. or like anything with that? I think that, uh, so I was thinking about what, so I've kind of conquered the fear of leaving LA, right? I'm here in Sedona. I did it. <laughs> yes, conquered. I'm in a committed relationship, conquered. Boom. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that I'm still, you know, what comes up for me still with this book is it's it's all it's I, I see that it's a self-trust thing, but it's like mm. I'm doing it, but can I do it? Can I really get on the other side of this? Mm. 
So there's fear around that. There's fear around abandoning it because like I have the examples that I've seen my grandma and my and my grandpa and my mom. It's like they were almost there and then they gave up. And the fear around just embodying exactly their failure is big. Mm. It's big. I love it. And like, so I'm glad you brought them back up because when you brought them up a few minutes ago and then you said you saw an angel, it's most like okay. most likely one of them or both of them, right? And it's <laughs> there's something there that you know, obviously that energy is guiding guiding you like through this. And so like if you do like give up on it, like what does that actually feel like to you? Like in your body, like what do you feel like if you give it up? What do you feel? If I really gave this up. Well, so the mind is telling, I feel like I would feel failure and dejection and kind of like a contraction in the chest. Mm. That's what it feels like. And also weirdly, a little bit of freedom and relief. Yes, I had a feeling. Okay. <laughs> so right is like that's the that's the mix of like the commitment, right? Like the release of responsibility is like, oh now yes. I don't have to care. <laughs> and so it's that's the interesting, like the fear talking. Yeah, write write it down, baby. Write them down. But that's so good. <laughs> so that contraction in your chest once you're ready is like it's that that's something closing right so it's like that closing like what is it protecting you from what is it trying to close off like it's closing to keep what out hmm. to keep people's eyes off of me people's mm. eyes off my heart people's opinions off off of me so that contraction is like protecting my heart from the negative feedback that I'll receive for being a failure even though everything I talk about is the complete opposite of that <laughs> I love it <laughs> So it's interesting, right? So it's like people's, and this is so well-timed, like I totally relate to this. Like, so people's eyes, like even just like, what is that like feeling? Like I can, I can feel something like, like a piercing laser. I like something like it's like strong. Like what is that? People's eyes, like what, what is that even mean? Um, it's like a heavy dark mass that's what it feels like does that make sense mask mass like a Ooh, mass. mass like a mass yeah that's what it feels like and right here in the center of my chest it's um it's reminding me of a completely unrelated thing but i know that things aren't unrelated i know everything's connected <laughs> yeah. in a way right it's reminding me and it would and I'm, I'm wondering if I'm frozen again all right you're back so it reminds you of what I'm back yeah mm -hmm. so it was reminding me of this of a very public relationship that I had mm -hmm. and when it came to an end 
um, we both put up videos explaining that we had ended our relationship amicably and nobody was at fault. But I had hundreds of people making stories about me and truly believing them. And it was such a traumatizing time in my life Mm -hmm. that I even had like suicidal ideations back then. Mm. And which is something that I've gone through my whole life. But that was really, that really triggered it. And it was such a moment of being misunderstood and not knowing how to defend myself. And this feeling right now, thinking of being, of the book, uh, of being rejected for not finishing this or not doing this the way that I want to do it, feels linked to that instant, to that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can feel that like it lives from that, right? So it's like, there's something you said there that was really important, like towards the end of, ah, oh, shoot, what was it? So like, so being misunderstood and then believing these stories. Not being and, able to defend myself. Yes, boom, thank you. That was it. So then not being able to defend yourself. <laughs> and so it's like, so it's like what, and this is essentially what your heart's doing, right? It's defending itself. And so when you tap back into that feeling of, I mean, there's a lot there, right? Like the suicidal ideation, like what else, like, did you believe back then? Like, because of those people's stories or comments, like, how did you feel about it? Like, what did it feel like it confirmed about you? Like, what did you actually believe? It almost, it's almost like sometimes when you go through things like that and people are all in agreement about your character and you know that it's not true, but they're in agreement. Mm. It's almost like you start to believe it too. Wow. And so I felt like maybe I was never worthy of the partnership that I was in and that I maybe had been manipulative and gotten my way into it, even though I was not the pursuer in any way. And was had an agenda for it. And it just, I felt very low about myself as a person and my worth, my worth. That's what mm-hmm. it made me question my worth and then made me question my worth as a human and the necessity of me being on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this book is almost a way of giving myself value as a person. So yeah, so if the book doesn't... Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? So if the book doesn't work, what what does it mean? Then I'm not... I have no value. Yeah. Wow. That was really powerful. So... And then if you go one layer deeper, if you don't have value, what does that prove about you as a human? I'm not, I have no place here. Ooh, feel that. Just for a moment, like <laughs> feel that I have no place here. Which conceptually I know is not true, <laughs> but that's what is, uh, well, that's what's coming up. <laughs> Because I would never consider another person going through the same thing as valueless because 
they couldn't they couldn't finish their book or they had a public breakup. Mm-hmm. But when it's inside of your own body, then that's that's what's coming up. Well, first off, Leora, like thank you for like your rawness and vulnerability to like open up to that. Like, and I again, I just want to like hit this home. Right, is like you and all the other people listening. Right, is we don't realize that this is what we're defending ourselves from. Right, is like yeah. your heart. Yeah your heart, right? Like this book is on the surface, right? And it feels like I don't want to fail. But then, right, you have to keep following that. And it's like, well, then it's connected to this. And then I feel valueless. But then another layer deeper, which is the root, is like, I have no place here, which is really heavy. So it's like, of course, you don't want to. That's why you don't want to do it. Is because if it doesn't work, then you literally prove that you are valueless and that you don't belong here. Wow, that is so insane. That that it that feels like that's the root of all of it. It's so powerful, Ben. I'm in shock. Yeah, I just feel it for a moment. Yeah, I need to feel it. <laughs> How do I get through that? Is can you get through that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, first off, what you already said, right, is like you know that isn't true, but it's like so. First, right, you you feel it in your heart. You feel it anywhere else? In my stomach. Stuff. It's chest area and belly. Yeah. So lack of safety. And so I feel like this will, I know you're going to alchemize this. And for people who don't know her, her jewelry line is also called alchemy. So all all the vibes, but it's like, I know this is going to be an important part of like the book too. Is that like tapping into those centers or to those, whatever parts of the body that do feel unsafe or in defense. That's like, um, in order for you to fully fly and fully express, right, is you have to be brave enough to prove that story wrong. Which is the ultimate bravery, like seriously. Because it's one of two options. It's like, I go do the thing and it's like, I could be like, literally, if this result happens, that is so terrifying it could be revealed to me again that I have no place here. So it's like, of course you avoid it at all costs. And so, but you have to be brave enough. And this is where you ask the question of like, can you get through it? It's like, yes. So you already answered this question, but I want you to answer the question again, but just in this phrase. So like, is it true? Absolutely. So like a hundred percent fundamentally like, is it a scientifically proven fact that even if you do do the thing and say it doesn't work, is it true that you don't have a place here? Absolutely not. Not true. So while you're saying that, not just saying it with your mind, how does it feel in your body? 
it doesn't doesn't uh resonate yet cool and i love the truth and like that happens quite often right because it's like the mind and body are like there's that disconnect right is like because you've been proven time and time again that this is the evidence that you've seen that you don't belong here that you have no place here so right now when you say no it's not true it's like what are you talking about like we we believe this so of course it's true <laughs> Right. It feels like a lie. And so, so going to the next phase, right? Like the next question I always like to ask is, um, does believing that you have no place here, does that benefit you at all? Is it helpful to, for you to believe that? It's not helpful for me. Exactly. Feels true. Because it's actually quite detrimental, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. For you. For you and for the entire world. So like, instead of believing that I have no place here, what's just another possibility or perspective or way to look at it? That I am a work in progress. My work is a work in progress. I have a whole lifetime to get it right. Mm. I like that. I have a whole lifetime to get it right. And I think there's something else even like, so this last question. So potentially last question in this context, but like, um, so if you could literally like from childhood, right. And I want you to like to close your eyes for this one, like for your mom, for your grandpa, for everybody. Like I know, I feel like your whole ancestral line is like, back and you like a mofo on this so it's like if them in combination with you and god could like reprogram your dna to believe anything and you would believe it as an absolute truth what do you want to believe that i can do anything that i have a desire to do i have everything inside of me and it can all be elicited out and what about your value I'm inherently valuable, just as I am. What else? Whether I decide to do something or not do something, I can just exist and just be valuable as I am. I don't have to accomplish something in order to be valuable. I don't have to do anything. Hmm. How does that feel in your heart? Like, like a release, a relief. So what is the evidence in your life that proves that is already true? Meaning to bring your mind along for the, for the ride, right? Is because like I mentioned earlier, the ego looks for the evidence to prove what it already believes to be true because it just, it wants to reconfirm its reality over and over again. But if you were to look at like actual real world evidence proving that you are valuable, period, regardless of whatever happens, you need no reason for value, right? And you do belong here. Like what, but what actual evidence like proves that is true? I think like the mundane, the 
the moments that I have with people who don't even know me or know what I give to the world, like my neighbors and just having a conversation with them and enjoying each other. And my dog has no idea. I have <laughs> half a million subscribers. <laughs> and he loves me the way that I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so maybe things like that, where it's like, even when, even when my accomplishments aren't lifting me up, I still hold value to someone, to somebody. And even, yeah, just for yourself, like, yeah, I'm sure like you would look at a newborn baby and like, what do you feel about a newborn child? Pure and full and complete. <laughs> yeah. Are they doing anything to be like, you only deserve my love and value. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's like, you are that same thing. Like Leo, are literally like your presence is valuable. Like your life, just in its in itself, no explanation needed, is valuable and worthy. You know, you like do things and you're not sure where you're going to end up (laughs) and that you just like blown my mind to place a lot of expansiveness right now good things that i didn't know were there that's wild (laughs) wow yeah does your body believe in that feeling yeah <laughs> you said yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I completely want to honor you and the space that you're that you're in and that you're feeling. Um so first thank you. Like I'm getting chills right now. Like this is really helpful for me, just so you know. And I know it's gonna be like if you're feeling oh, I'm feeling like like ripples. <laughs> Almost like a radio tire, just like people are receiving this in the quantum. So it's like, wow. Um, it's cool. I mean, all I have to say is like, I've recently really started to let go of people's approval. And it's been really, really hard. And I can't imagine having hundreds of people. Like, I've finally started just reeling, really speaking like my truth and like really really starting to shine like i've definitely still been playing small in a lot of ways and you know in the past week i think i've got like five people you know like just disagreeing like not even like anything super crazy but like it it pings like my heart like it's like oh you know yeah yeah. and so it's like i definitely relate but at the same time like for those hundreds of people or those five people there's thousands of people and like how I view it is like that's when you know you're doing something right because yeah. it's like it's that magnetic feeling right so it's like so true. when you have like literally how the polarity works is that's how you become magnetic so it's like 
you're gonna have you're gonna have the literally a pole and a pole. So it's like people have to decide where they're at. Like it's literally like energetically moving people. And so you're gonna so have good. yeah, you're gonna have a spectrum of people. And it's like, but what would you rather do? You know, is like, I know you're the type of person is like, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to go write this kick-ass book. But now it's like, and it's going to be even better because of what you've already been doing. But now with the awareness of like, it is valuable, like, just because. This is such a, such a gift for me, Ben. I Good. wasn't even expecting it. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I hope it helps people. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I already know what I'm going to be writing about today. This whole interaction at all of this. I think so. I do know that it's going to help people if I think that. It's good enough to put in the book, clearly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, trust me, I promise. It, it already is. Like, even, of course, as we're speaking, they're listening. So it's ironic. But as we're speaking now, they haven't heard it yet. But even though energetically, they're already feeling it. It's yes. interesting. Yes, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Right. Because it's because happening now already. Because like, you've already shifted. So it's like, and so now everyone else reacts, right? In your field, yeah. right? Reacts to that. Um. So I know you have you have another podcast in twelve minutes, but yeah, like write because write write about this because it'll help you integrate it. Yes, I think I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, right, because it's like because <laughs> like to bring it from the mind, right, and like the ethereal to the physical, like you have like literally writing like inks it. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I think you should do it with your hands, not necessarily typing. Yes. So. Leora, thank you. Anything else on your heart you'd like to share? Thank right you, now? Ben. I just I feel, I you know when you when you d- didn't even know that you were denser, and then you feel <laughs> less density. It's just, it's really cool, and this is so powerful, and you're so powerful. And thank I'm you. really grateful. I'm grateful to know you, and thank you for having me here. You're absolutely so welcome. It's been my honor and privilege. Like seriously, we're both shining, Leora. Here we go. when i do my second season of inner worlds i love to do this again together on there absolutely you know i will yeah do you want to tell people the youtube the youtube and instagram i heard something break juju (laughs) jupiter okay whatever he's gonna be fine whatever's happening is happening um my youtube Instagram everywhere Twitter it's just my name L-E-E-O-R Alexandra Alexandra everywhere um, and you can expect the deep access access in higher states of living mm. by the end of the year <laughs> wow let's freaking go I love that see your <laughs> see what's cool is like you've claimed it and that's just really exactly. inspiring for me right it's like you just boom it's like I can feel like you've decided. And I didn't do that before. I've, I was not doing that before when I was scared. And now oh. it's like a decision. Exactly. Oh, thank you for inspiring me because that's what I've been kind of like. Because once you decide, right, then it's like, uh, like, but what? But what if? But I'm not going to decide. <laughs> claim it when you're ready to claim it. That's it. Yeah. Anyways, 
All right, everybody. Thank you. And let us know what you think and feel and all the things. Thanks for being here. Thank you.